coming up next, The Rings of Power. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and joining me today is my friend and fellow Tolkien nerd, Mr. Tanner Lewis. Howdy, folks. Everyone, welcome back. This is a very special bonus episode because over on patreon.com forward slash bookinet, our patrons have been, um, I guess, treated to me and Tanner discussing the entirety of the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series. So... We've done like four episodes on it, or maybe three or four episodes on it total. We've discussed um, episodes one and two, three and four, and then five through seven. We've been talking through the season, and we thought, hey, we'll do a bonus episode for people um, who don't support us. Uh, they can get a taste of what we kind of do on the other side for our bonus episodes for our patrons. And also, they'll get a nice little summary of what we thought of Rings of Power, because I think it's worth talking about on this side uh, with the paywall as well. So anyway... Uh, if our, our patrons who support us are well aware that we really don't have a lot of structure when it comes to uh, these episodes, we just kind of talk. Um, so me and Tanner are just going to talk about, first of all, the entire season, give some thoughts about that, and then we'll go into more specific detail on things we liked and didn't like. And then we're going to talk about the finale episode that came out a little over a week ago at this point, and then see what, we're, um, see what, see what we think about a future season. So here we are. Tanner, what do you think about Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Season 1? I'd say overall it was good. It um, it gave a lot of... Uh, um, they brought a lot of ideas to the Second Age. How about that? Mm, yeah, ideas is one thing that's not lacking on, I suppose. Not at all. Um, yeah. uh, as far as things that I didn't really like for the longest time, I, don't, I think both me and Cooper... Landed on the same place since this. Um, uh, Gladriel. I did not yeah. like Warrior Princess. Not a whole lot, of it, anyways. I disliked yeah. her just about as much as I liked her. It's kind yeah. of a half and half. Yeah, and I think Gladriel is one thing that we will definitely talk about in detail later on. It's actually one of my biggest complaints about the finale episode. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Any Warrior. other thoughts? Um, I don't know. I just... All of... It definitely looks like a um, a quarter of a million dollar movie. Yeah, we're not going to be talking about it a lot because it's just, what else do you say about it? But yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It looks good. It looks pretty. Yeah, it is pretty to look at. Um, As for me, I think that pretty much everybody in the internet world agrees that at the very least, it's like not a masterpiece. So um, I think that behind the paywall, me and Tanner ended up uh, if you listen to those episodes, defending it a bit more. And I just want to take a step back here and say, like, I don't think me me or Tanner are like, this is the greatest thing ever. You have to watch this because I would say it's good, but not great. Like it, it's fun. It's entertaining. But in terms of powerful storytelling and good writing and good character development and things like that, it's just lacking a little bit, which makes it not quite the best show possible. But it it's looks kind pretty... of like the av- it's kind of like Avatar. Except that... Like, uh, not the movie, not the movie, the show, The Last Airbender. Oh, really? Because yes. I thought you were making comparison to the, the movie because that would be 
a great example because it has actually know, it would be a good effects that, and a terrible story but it could be a good it could be a good example as well i, I would say the story the in rings of power is actually slightly better than the avatar movie but hey just my personal opinion um, i would agree you're with saying that. about the series anyways just the series like it's decent it's a great time waster it's not yeah it's not necessarily oh my gosh you have to go watch this it's more like eh, if you've got eight hours of your time to waste yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, like, me and my family, we had a we had a fun time just on Friday evenings, sitting down and watching the new episode. Um, just a, yeah, fun time waster, and I mean, our imaginations were sparked. It had complicated storylines, so, you know, me and my siblings were constantly explaining things to my parents as we went along. But um, I guess that's, that leads me to another, another question is about the lore. I mean, obviously, it's the second age, which has never been seen on screen, so obviously a lot of lore is presented. How much of it was... Good lore, how much of it was just pandering to the nerds? How much of it seemed forced? Like, what do you think about the, all the lore? Because obviously the show is trying to deal heavy and that kind of stuff. I th- I'd say that the force came at like 15%. <clears throat> okay. Like, there were... A f- I would say that there were definitely times where they did force. Um, um, for example, they forced the um, uh, Balrog and the whatever Elvish warrior thing for the creation of Mithril. Like, what the heck yeah that was that's, just a that is creation that feels very 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 forced and unnecessary i don't know why we did that so i feel like that kind of i think what ended goes up happening in for like 10 percent of that 15 percent. the other five is just like random yeah what ended up happening with that was they had to re- okay well i guess full spoilers well you know what we'll wait for that but we'll wait for spoilers if you haven't watched the show we'll do non-spoilers for a good couple of some more minutes. We'll use for some more minutes. But the the way that they ended up using Mithril in the show kind of demanded they have a cool backstory for it um, with the way things happened at the end. And, you know, they the, the Tolkien's lore doesn't really propound a very... Is propound is not a word. It does not propose a compelling lore creation, magical creation for Mithril. So I understand why they felt like they needed to create something like that. I'm just not sure that... Yeah, that was the correct move. Yeah. I'd say that the them trying to get to nerds was like the majority of it as far yeah, as the it lore really goes. It's just like if you haven't read The Silmarillion, it's going to take you a few a few Google searches to like find yeah, find out what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah, and obviously with this show they had to I mean, you need to understand with this show they have to number 1 Get on board all the people who are just diehard Tolkien fans who love the books. So it have to be, you know, accurate. Number two, you have to appeal to those people who are just reading it to feel pandered to because they love the Silmarillion. And then number three, you have to appeal to the people who just saw the movies and love the movies. The people who saw the movies aren't going to pick up on all these lore references, so they can't be, like, just throwing them in there everywhere. And the people who love Tolkien are going to make sure you get all of them right, or they're going to hate you for it. And the people who just want to feel pandered to just, you know, kind of feel pandered to. So I think that all in all, they did an okay job balancing it. Like, there were just some times where it seemed like they were dropping a Valar for no reason or um, things like that. They're making making references to things that people I feel like know, or in that. Go ahead. Yeah, anyways, just on a random note with the Valar, I feel like they didn't, they didn't, every time that they referenced them, it was like, they didn't reference them in the right spots. Like there were other places where I'm like, why didn't you talk about them here? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just so conf- you're confusing me with where you're putting in their references. 
Yeah, I will say the one time where I did like it, and it wasn't actually a specific reference, but it's in episode three, where Gladriel's talking to Halbrand, and it's that scene where it's the redeem both our bloodlines, which I don't agree completely with, but it's a, she has a nice monologue that she gives about how the things that brought us together were forces of something greater, um, the the th- fate or something like that, or other things that men lack the conviction to name, ours were the work of something greater. So that that in a sense was referencing them, and it wasn't. Shuffing, like stuffing lore down our throats, but also kind of made sense. So that was one sense in which I really liked that, but it wasn't necessarily a lore drop, I guess. But yeah, um, and the fact that they referenced the Noldor there was kind of rewarding. Yeah, I guess it was. Tanner does lean toward the people like to get pander to. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. He likes he likes references and stuff. I will I say like references. I like I like getting references as long as they don't feel like they're just throwing it in there to pander. Um, uh, there was one. Oh, um, I don't really mind this, but in the song that Poppy sings, like the the wandering song that I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, not like, all who wander. Not, yeah, lost they threw that line in there. Not, like a, not all who wander, who wander are lost. Um, that was kind of like okay, you're just throwing that line in there, I guess. But it is a cool. Hey, it line, makes sense so. because Gandalf. Uh, we now know Gandalf was there. That's where he got it. Maybe, maybe. I'm still not convinced that. Okay, I guess we're in full spoiler mode. I guess we're, I'm. I am not convinced that he's Gandalf, and maybe it's me not wanting him to be Gandalf. Okay, here's the my dude case. So has gray case... hair. I literally can't believe that he's not Gandalf right now, and I don't like it. No more than you do. So but the this case is just for, me being The case blunt. for being Gandalf is, number one, he's a character who everybody likes, so they're just going to want to throw him in there so that... Um, they, or make it seem like he's Gandalf so they can get more people to watch the show, which I it's I understand when they want to do that. The other argument is that he's with the Harfoots, which will later become the Hobbits, which also prove his affinity for them. And then number three, the line that he said at the very end of the finale, which is, um, when in doubt, always follow your nose, which is what he says in Fellowship of the Ring. The argument against the Gandalf uh, being the stranger, which I think is a compelling one, is the fact that... You can't Gandalf, call him the stranger anymore. He's the... He's right. He's the Istar. The Istar. The Istar. One of the Istari. Um... The argument against it is the fact that Gandalf clearly makes clear. Not, he clearly states, he makes it clear, he never goes to the east. He's never been to the far east. And yet, in season two, he will go to the far east. far Farther east than Gandalf has ever gone. So Unless makes he doesn't like, go to the east. Yeah, it's, it's just the obvious kind of thing. So, as I'm saying this, honestly, at this point, it's probably 60-40 he is Gandalf. Because... Number one, people always get angry because the blue wizards are are like they come in a pair, right? And so they got to be together somehow. Um, but at the same time, it's like I really hope you're not Gandalf. I hope you're a blue wizard because you can kind of there's not a lot about you, so they can use you however they want, and you can kind of be on the sidelines and nobody will be mad because you're not in the Silmarillion or anything like that. But it's true, yeah. Okay, they also um, can't be mad because they're in the appendices. So it's true. It's like, yes, they are. <laughs> Um, it's definitely within their bounds. Let's see. Let's start with some. Um, sort of, let's do some more complaints real fast before we get into our big, to our three pros and cons. I'd say, um, just how they handled. This would be some of a finale criticism, and you know what? Let's just talk about Gladrail because that's that ends up being my main critique of the show, probably. So, for those of you who listen to our episodes behind the paywall, I'll just kind of summarize what I said. I don't necessarily mind them showing Gladriel how she is showed in the show. 
as long as that is not their end goal, and as long as they are not wholly praising her. I am fine with her being like this and then them telling a story and then her arc concluding with basically who she's going to be in Lord of the Rings, right? And my criticism of the show has been how much it's had its cake and eaten it too, which is how much it tries to say Galadriel is flawed and broken needs to change and how much she is praised for being cool. Like I pointed this out to Tanner in episode six. Um, Episode six, she goes in and she charges and beats up the orcs and everybody's like, wow, look how cool she is. Then later that episode, she literally makes some remarks that are very, very dark and to this bad guy. And he's like, she, he burns her so bad. He's like, maybe the quest for Sauron's successor should have ended in the mirror or something like that. And just like the sickest burn ever. And this show was like, is on the bad guy's side who said that. She, she, the show is obviously like, Gladriel is being kind of weird here. But also, it five minutes ago was praising her for being a warrior, so it's having this thing, and it's it, you can't have both of those things. And now, Tanner, the finale has some really cool ideas with Galadriel and didn't enact them. You can imagine, Tanner, imagine this, okay? Imagine a great story where Galadriel at the beginning of the show is broken. She's a warrior. She she's flawed. She knows this. Everybody knows this. And then her arc over the season is realizing that and trying not to become that person. Then at the very end of the season, she is tempted by Sauron, she doesn't succumb, and then she gives up her dagger, right? Like, I actually like the fact that she has to give up her dagger because I think that would have been a really cool story moment for Galadriel, except it just didn't land because they just didn't set up it, set it up enough, you know? Because it would have been the symbol of her giving up her warriorness, essentially, um, giving up her brokenness, in a sense, to become a better person. And that just didn't happen. And it's a missed opportunity because they had an opportunity to tell a really great story with Galadriel and just completely failed. So that's what I think about Galadriel. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You've been you talking about that a lot. I don't. Yeah. <clears throat> most of my beef with the show doesn't really land on Galadriel personally. Yeah. Um, and we haven't bought, brought Celeborn back yet, which hopefully they'll do. And that'll. I wonder how they're going to deal with that the way that they've been talking about the Valar. Yeah, I think that will end up happening, which I think we we talked about this before, but um YouTube channel we watched called Nerd of the Rings hypothesized that uh, the elf Glorfindel from Lord of the Rings, he's be- he became reincarnated after the Battle of Gondolin, and so we think that Celeborn will just take his place. Celeborn will become reincarnated, essentially. So... I think that's what's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Um, other, okay, let's get you into our uh, three pros cons. So, Tanner, why don't you tell us, I guess, three things that you liked about season one of The Rings of Power? Uh, season one. I'd say the first thing that I liked about season one was um, mostly uh, the Khazad Doom storyline. Just like. Yeah. That was impeccable. Yeah, I 100% agree. I There were very few things that I could argue with. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, I think I think my favorite scene out of the entire season would have to be the, um, uh, the mind scene uh, between uh, Elrond and... Uh, um, uh, and Durin, where they're talking Durin. about their fathers. Yeah, when they're talking about their yeah. fathers. Has to be the best scene of the entire series series so far yeah i 
I mean, challenge me on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely have some has some of the best moments. I think that's one of the better scenes. I think that was a lore reference that not only was a lore reference, but also actually contributed to the story in a meaningful way, if you know what I mean. And the way that they like kind of negated it after that, it was just like, yes, so well done. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was That's well just done. like, I don't know. I think that was my favorite part of the entire season, the one that actually made me like look forward to what they yeah. might do with this with the series if they yeah, you're, have you more were moments forward like to, that. To some more Elrond and Durin action with the humor, with some powerful moments like that. I will say yeah. that in later in later episodes, it got convoluted just with the Elvish storyline of it. With nobody is really clear on how or why the elves are fading away into blackness, I guess, and how the Mithril can save them. But if once you give once you give it that, it's pretty fun. And then at the end, it's because we know the full story. We know that the dad is right. Like you shouldn't go digging for the Mithril because. There's a Balrog, and because in the in the story you they dig because of greed, right? So in a sense, I'm not sure that um, I'm the, st- the story just didn't quite. Na- it, it it started having a second egant too because you're you you're cheering for Elrond and Durin, but at the same time, we know the dad is right. So I don't know. I I was really excited for that. Like midway through the season, everybody loved that storyline, and it. It was it was still really good. It's still the best storyline, I think, but it kind of trailed off toward the end with the convolutedness of the elves and then the um, just the dad being right and the show not wanting to give it to him. So a lot of this is just the show. Like all of our complaints are just the show not having a stance, honestly. Like yeah. we can criticize it. Like it, it, it. And the thing is, it 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 know it's not just fully praising Gladriel for being a warrior princess, but at the same time, it's not willing to take a stand either way. And so, like, make a stand. Like, we can, like, make a stand, and then we'll criticize you for doing that. But it's just hard to... I would honestly criticize it more for not taking a stand for taking the wrong stand. So, so we'll see how that turns out in later seasons, I guess. Yeah. So, that's my first... That's my first pro to the season. That, um... uh, That storyline. Very good. I'd say, um... My second favorite part was, um... I guess now seeing how they turned how like the way that they used the stranger and Halbrand is like, ooh, who's it gonna be? We've got yeah. two choices, guys. One's right, one's wrong. Yep. I don't know. That was pretty fun. Yeah. The way that they did it wasn't amazing, really, but mm-hmm. it was entertaining, especially in the yeah. f- finale. So my sisters are watching this show. Uh, you know, Kirk Cameron, right? his sister is like in this hallmark mystery series so i don't know why but they're watching this and i don't know but you just it's how these things happen i was in the room and i've seen a couple of these episodes and the biggest flaw of the show if i was just to actually take it as a piece of art because it's hallmark and it's not a piece of art but if i were to the biggest criticism (laughs) that i would make of it is that it and trying to make you second guess who the bad guy is it makes characters who are not guilty do things that they would never actually do in real life like, if this character was innocent and they have a good alibi, they would never lie to the police. They were going to have them lie to the police. We can think that they're like that. So I would, I would say I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, this show intentionally throws us off by, like, the, the whole finale thing with the cultists thinking that the stranger was Sauron. Like, it, we just, we never knew why they thought that. 
because Sauron didn't crash from the sky, and they we we never set up why they thought that the stranger was Sauron. So I never bought it that for a second when they said that he was Sauron. So I don't know. Like it seemed like they were just intentionally but he was acting us to have a big reveal. He was acting like it though for the longest time. Right, but the thing is, like I, I don't know. I would say that I'm fine with the stranger and Halbrand storyline until the finale when they try to fake us out with that. And actually, I did an episode where I watched the show and talked at the same time. It was like a watch-along thing. And so we talked about that a little bit, how the, the moral of that little arc is you can choose to be good. But, like, he... I don't know. There's something wrong about that because he's a wizard, and so he is good. And if he was yeah, Sauron, he is the embodiment he was... of good. Actually, right, so... that was a good. I actually really liked that. I liked the way that they did. Yeah, I guess that's like... my number three because no. I can't think of a third one. Um, like their play on good and evil. Like, I love for once they actually took a real, st- like Prime Video, <laughs> Amazon took a pr- stand on uh, wh- what on a right and a wrong. Like they kind <laughs> of had to because it's Tolkien, but yeah. that was kind of. I kind of have to hand it to them that they actually like took a stand on what's right and wrong. Because <clears throat> in a lot of their stuff, they don't really, in a lot of their whatever Amazon original, whatchamacallit's prime original, I have no idea what they call them. Um, uh, like they don't take a stand on what's good and what's evil. Like, I don't know. They just came out with this uh, new show, The Peripheral. I watched, I don't know. I skipped through and watched the most interesting parts that I saw. Um, for to the first two episodes took me like all of 30 minutes to watch two hours of a show um but like they don't they didn't take a stand on what's right and wrong in those like they're Mm -hmm. just like eh it's okay (laughs) right (laughs) like they they're like it's the storyline's cool it all works but you know it the moral actually doesn't really matter like there's not there's not really a reason why this is happening. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. Accept it. Move on. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, terrible story. <laughs> right? Because... Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. push back on what you're saying. Like, rings of power. Like, that moment with Nori when she says you can sh- you choose to be good or not, that was the most... Like, that was... And, and, and Lord of the Rings, we're playing with so many themes. We're playing with suffering, anguish. We're playing with, um, you know, why did it have to happen to me? We're playing with... What do I, all I can do is react to this. Like, we're playing with these heavy themes. And the biggest that Rings of Power ever delves into themes is that you can choose to be good. And like I said, I think that they would have a... And obviously, yeah, because it's Tolkien, they just have to somehow line up on the correct side. But if they nail Galadriel, I think that they get more points from me in that camp. But they didn't. So I'm not quite certain I'm ready to give them that. And also, Adar turned out to be, like, one of the most relatable characters and best characters of the first season somehow uh and he's the bad guy so i don't know i'm not quite willing well to it's give because it to we can yet. all i guess my my one argument against that is because uh like for the adar is um uh, like we can all relate to wanting to do something bad right yeah. we've all we've all wanted to and we've all been hurt before just like adar and so naturally we we'll want to do bad after being hurt but the point is we have to do the hard thing and not yeah well and also the fact that his boss was like murdering his children in a weird way and so he was like no don't do that you know what i mean 
So he's yeah. he's sympathetic in the sense that it seems like even though he is doing good, he has a motivation for it. So the one thing I will that say, brought me into the Adar part was the lore, but that's you're gonna say that that's just pandering, so I'm gonna shut up now. No, no, I like the corrupted <laughs> elf stuff. I think that's cool. I do, and I like my favorite moments actually. One of my biggest complaints that I'll get to in a sec is the little things in the show, but they nailed a little thing on the fact that Adar buries the same seeds that Erondir does because he's an elf before the battle, and it's, it's a cool moment. So, I like that scene. Anyway, a, a, a thing that I actually liked about the show that doesn't get complimented enough is the music. Like, the dude nailed it, okay? The music. The music yes. is awesome. The music was good. And um, I wish we could hear it sometimes, hear it more but it's really good music. He has so many themes, and Galadriel's theme, Elrond's theme, Durin's theme, the Cosmic Doom theme, the Numenor theme, the Southlands Halbrand. Like they have so many themes, and he has so many themes, and they're all really good. Um, so it 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 sounds like Lord of the Rings. It sounds like what Howard Shore did with the other movies, and it's all really good. And by the way, two things. Okay, if you pay attention to, to the score, people, I know it sounds nerdy, if you go and you listen to the entire album that's two and a half hours long like I did, then you find out that The Stranger is called Wise One. So there's this track called Wise One that was released before the season came out. And the track called Wise One is literally just The Stranger's theme. And it turns out, yeah, it, that, that track was from this final finale episode where he's talking to Nori. So, yeah, Wise One, yeah, y- y- the score tells you what it is because... The score tells you that the stranger is the wise one. And guess what? Wise one is a wizard, so he better be a wizard. Uh, which I called from the beginning, by the way. And then Halbrand. Halbrand's theme is literally the theme for the Southlands, which we know are going to become Mordor. So it's kind of like, wow, Halbrand's theme is Mordor's theme. So, I don't know. I think people should pay more attention to the music because it'll tell you a lot of things about what's going on. But also the music was really good. So... Two thumbs up for me. About we prefer music. to see how things actually play out within the story to determine whether they did a good job or not, instead of having some instead of having the music do the job for them. Yeah, but music is supposed to aid them, and they did a good job aiding it. So, yay! All right, anything else you want to say? Oh, I was gonna say one more thing about um, criticism of the show, and then we can go into some finale specifics, and then season two. Um, I would say one of my biggest criticisms of the show is just the little things. I think that overall, if you're just following play-by-play by a Tolkien script and just shooting it, then you should be fine. And obviously they have some interesting storylines, some things that are exciting coming up. And it's just, you know, cool. It's, it's cool ideas that Tolkien has. So, And I think that um, the decision to give it to two inexperienced showrunners may not have been the best because I think that there is so much potential and I think that just the little things didn't quite add up because Amazon was just throwing money at this. Like, can we tell a good story by just throwing billions of dollars? The answer is no. Uh, And they they got as close as billions of dollars could get them. But the thing is, there are just so many little things that I'm not sure inexperienced showrunners, or I'm not sure experienced showrunners would have done that these, you know, these people did. It's just the little things that take you out because one moment you're getting an interesting storyline, cool stuff, and then this random thing happens. Like, Cause of Doom is one of our favorite storylines. They need yeah, to bring in Christopher two. Nolan. They should have brought in Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Well, it's not that. It's Would just have, someone with more experience. My slight, my slight point is playing to your little things. Like, Christopher Nolan would have nailed the little things. That's what he's good at. That's my yeah, argument. I'm not sure Nolan would work for Amazon, but... 
Um, <laughs> anyway, episode two. <clears throat> Elrond and Celebrimbor just take a stroll several miles down to Khazad Doom with nothing else. And it just jerks you right out of the story because you're like, huh, these people just walk there. That doesn't, that doesn't seem right at all. And so it just jerks you out of the story. And then the next Khazad Doom comes and it's awesome. It's epic. But you've been taken out of the story, like jolted away from the story by this little thing that doesn't really add up a lot, but it, it happens. And so yeah. it's gone now. That yeah, is one of my like major criticisms. Like, that. like just the map takes me out of the show. Like the way map? that they, not their map, like not the legitimate map, but like the way that they portrayed everything, like all of the traveling, like uh-huh. to get from uh, uh, what city is Kilbrimbor at? Um, Aragian. Uh, like to get from Aragian to Khazad Doom, and like if we're looking at the map, that's like half of Frodo and Sam's journey. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's they're they're neighboring cities. How the close time, are they? They were like they're pretty close. They're pretty close. I'm pulling not, up. Not so they're not walking from Linden. They're walking from Oregon, and Oregon's really close. It's like ten miles, but at the same time, like that's a day's journey probably. And at the very least, even if it wasn't, it's still a couple miles, and they would have come with a, at least on horses or on something like that. You know what I mean? Another example is Numenor. Just feels oh my so gosh. clean, like it doesn't have all, the feeling of a real nerds. town. Ropmap.com. They have an entire thing for the Rings of Power and an interactive map. Huh. This is amazing. Okay, continue. Anyway, like Numenor just feels so clean. Like it doesn't have that weathered look. Like the docks, the sailors look so clean and pristine and the docks do. This doesn't feel like a real city dock area. Because even though Numenor is great and it looks fantastic, just the little things like that jerk you out of the story. You're like, man, I don't really buy this. And then... The most idiotic thing that the show did, which is just as a little thing, but in episode seven we talked about it when they revealed, okay, the Southlands are now Mordor. They did like a transition on screen. It was like the Southlands now Mordor, and it was like the dumbest things because everybody who knows Lord of the Rings instantly knew that that place was Mordor. Like we didn't need anything. I talked about this actually on a on a Patreon post. Two plus two storytelling. We had two plus two. We made four. Okay, there's only a small percentage of the population, maybe, that needs to be told this is Mordor. And there's a way better way to do that than just yelling at them on the screen with a, 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 a with font, cool font that says, I don't know. And it's just a little thing. It's like, man, that was so on the nose and dumb. I can't believe you did that. Um, so, I don't know. There's just little things like that that just take you out of the story and make it less compelling overall. So at the end of the day, I would give this like a 6.75 or a 7, and it easily could have been higher than that if the little things were better and if it was if it was maybe more experienced people running the whole show. So Agreed. All right. Anything else you want to say about that? No, not really. You do a very good job of wrapping up my thoughts oh. when it comes to that specific Thank thing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say about the finale? We kind of touched on it just because of the – the piece it plays in the overall narrative of the, sh- of the show but i love i was grateful that they put a lot of action in but you know finale <laughs> yeah but um i think that they did a good job of flip it of uh um cutting back and forth between the stories they, they wouldn't let us get yeah. too bored yeah between all of i mean not even was it only I feel like it was three. No, we had the Stranger storyline, then we had um, the Ring 
Forging the Ring storyline. And that line. was it? And that was it, yeah. Because we didn't have Southlands. We didn't have okay. Cause of Doom. So that was it. Oh, we had right, we had right. we yeah. had like one or two scenes with um Numenor heading home. We had yeah we had Numenor in there. Sorry. Yeah, we had Numenor as well. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I yeah. could have been. <laughs> I thought that there was another one. Yeah. Anyways, I think they did did a good job of cutting back and forth in order to. Oh yeah, because they had the yeah Numenor because they had what Farazhan what's her name and Arian and the king dies and yeah. Uriel is looking out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and whoever the um. I mean, Numenor, I'm looking forward to most for season two, and I think this episode did a good job of setting that up for sure. They did. I do have a problem, though. Okay. Uh, actually, this is one of my major problems with the series at this point now. If uh, Sauron has been revealed as Halbrand, and Halbrand uh-huh. was in Numenor already, Correct. what happened in Numenor that he has already corrupted them? So there's that scene, right? This where, is my major problem. Where Galadriel... I know, there's the scene where they cut. Right, and so it's implied that he talked to Farazhan there. I know, but I don't think that that was enough. It wasn't. Not well, enough to ca- get him He's going to come nine. back to Numenor. Because in the next season, we've got to have the War of Elves of Sauron, and then Sauron's going to go to Numenor, corrupt them, and then the last alliance is formed, right? Oh, right, because he reincarnates there after... After the destruction, yeah. Right? He reincarnates. After the destruction. Yeah, yeah, and he can't have a fair okay. form, and then the last alliance good. is formed. We got that clear. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, they were doing. They did a really good job of, like, we're going to ride this until it gets boring, and then we're cutting over to some place where we had just gotten exciting again, right? Yeah, the, only, the only place I would say they failed yeah. was at the very end when Nori is going off with the stranger. Like that I know. They really like spending too much time with those hard Yeah, Poppy left and then came back for no reason, apparently. Oh, my gosh. They spent too... Yeah, it was so I was long. like, my dad did, like I, I actually fast when I watched that, it for the first. So me too. I fast forwarded it. I was like, what the heck? I want to know what's happening with the ring. <laughs> yeah. So and I yeah, was so mad. I was talking about this actually, Tanner, on the uh, the watch along. It, it seemed like the showrunners were like, so yeah, we're gonna have the Hobbit go off with the wizard, um, and have an adventure. But no, Sam is not going with Frodo. Are you kidding me? We draw the line at one trope. Okay, one trope only. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause, because Poppy doesn't go. Because everybody's like, oh, Poppy's going to go. And then the Poppy doesn't go. And they're like, how did you really think Poppy was going to go? Like, what made you think that? Like, we're not that idiotic, right? It's like only only one. We're only going to have one thing that looks like Lord of the Rings, right? So I, I thought that was kind of funny. It was pretty funny. But it was just like so stupid, like having her yeah. ignore her for a second. Yeah. And, and then, then like come back running at her. Reason. And then crying for like. I yeah. think I looked it at was, it. It was like a full two minutes. It was, I'm it was sure two it was minutes. a full two minutes. I was like, man, the stranger was a is full two really minutes of patient show. because I would have walked off by then. <laughs> well, two minutes in real life is a lot different than two minutes in a show. Yeah, that's true. But the dude was waiting up there argument. like for a long time too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he oh. was standing up there for a long time. Uh, I did think about that though. I'm like, yeah. why is the guy still standing there? Why hasn't he just left already? She's already said that she's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I will say the, another thing with the little things that I was talking about earlier. I talked about this as well, but there's no reason why are the the cultists? Why do they think that the stranger is Sauron? We have no idea why. We've no. They're not set up at all, and they're just gone. And then all of a sudden, the wizard's able to talk fully. And the implication here is, I think that he realized who he was, kind of, and so the veil was a bit lifted, so he knew how to talk, I guess. But that was never talked about or implied or set up in any any way at all. So. So besides I feel like that, it was kind of implied. I feel like it was kind of implied because yeah. the cultists were like the veil will be right. lifted. Yeah, it was it was implied, but I'm not sure it was quite enough. 
but yeah, it was implied for sure. Um, I just kind then, of ignored that a little slightly. Yeah, I did too. Slightly. I did too. And then Sadek gets stabbed, is fine, and then dies suddenly when we need him to. Like, yeah. Come on. I did kind of enjoy but that he was Other than that, I think that, that storyline was fine. He was one of my least favorite characters other than the Watsuma, other than his wife. His oh, wife yes. Yeah, his wife is pretty annoying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She is, yeah. Um, and then we have the Forging of the Rings taking place, the Three Rings. So, okay. The Three Rings. Here's another thing. Excellent. Here's what I talked about. It was It was really fun to watch the first time. The second time that I watched it, and I said this on the thing, I really feel like this episode should have, we've already had the penultimate episode, this really should have been setting up the next season. So what should have happened is, he gets healed, he starts talking to Celebrimborn Elrond, and, okay, we've set up, Gladriel is suspicious of him, he's going to help them forge the rings. Because this is how it looks. We have this lowlander, as Gilgala called him, the lowlander king comes, and one day teaches the greatest artisan and work worker of metal and this kind of thing in the world teaches him how to create the most powerful things ever created pretty much in like one day like no i don't buy that at all what needs to happen is for a and understand like the, the way the whole season was structured it wouldn't work but you need to have an entire season with them in a region where he is basically just tempting them and or not tempting but like he he has you have to have time where Celebrimbor learns to respect him you have to have time where he reveals more and more about himself to where okay he's conceivably someone who knows about these things because in the Silmarillion he's Anatar he's the lore master right he he already knows all this stuff because he studied for a long time and so he's believable but in this case he's just this grimy mortal king right and so I just don't buy that in a day he teaches these elves how to create. So I just think we need to set up an episode eight here. Galadriel suspicious. Celebrimbor is ambitious. And Sauron is kind of working in between. And then we get the reveal in episode in season two of him being Sauron. And I understand that this, the way the season was built, it probably wouldn't have worked because you didn't have Sauron being revealed in this episode. But just it's a problem with the season itself then, I guess. Yeah, I... <clears throat> um, is you need to have like that because I remember you and me were talking. I think this was episode three. Okay. Um, we talked and uh, we said that. Um, uh, we said that it was going to take. I don't know. I thought that we said it was going. There was no way that we were going to have the rings done by the end of the season. That's right. At that point, yes, I think we were talking about that. Yeah. At that point, we were like, there is no way that there's gonna ha- we're gonna have rings, and I'm like, honestly, when I watched it. I was surprised that they had the audacity to do it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> like am too. To even to make, I mean, they didn't even have the the seven, or the, um, nine. Uh, the seven or the nine. They didn't do it in order. Like, are we expecting that Sauron's yeah, going to make is, the yes, seven yeah, and the nine by himself? They've they have created. Yeah, they've just cre- and he helped them make the three. He's not supposed to. I well, don't know. So like, the, they, the, I'm willing to the, give them this. There's a built-in fallacy. There's a well. He didn't really help them make the three. Yeah, I'm they willing to the give them that themselves. because they made it themselves. Galadriel says we'll make three. It'll only be for us. Okay. They yeah, forged I remember it. So I'm willing that, to give them that. I do the remember thinking like they built sure. this inherent fallacy into the um, to the nine and the seven. Yeah. Like, I don't. They didn't even. I was reading the Silmarillion, uh, or 
what was I reading? I was probably actually I think it was the appendices. Okay. I was reading the appendices and uh, like it said something about Celebrimbor um uh, writing that the first uh, rings were merely essays in the craft. Uh-huh. That like his first ones were trash. Yeah. Like they didn't even like I don't know. The fact that they didn't do anything with it was just saddening. Like he didn't make one that failed. Yeah. They didn't make anything until they had merged the mithril. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was yeah. highly disappointed. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we, t- we said it's it's fun to watch the sequence where they forge the rings is pretty great. But I'm just not sure that I buy Hellbrand helping out with them and the three rings are forged first. So I understand yeah, that I obviously the- we're setting up Numenor to be the big storyline in season two and, and forward. So... They needed to. I mean, they would have had to restructure the show entirely to have season two be about that. But um, I think that it would have been better if we had an entire season with Sauron slash Anatar helping out and yeah. trying to. I also think twist that, it and make um, the rings. So. Ah, uh, I mean, oh, this. While I don't really buy like their entire setup for the rings. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um. The stills are amazing. They are. Season f- I mean, season. The stills um, are amazing. The finale episode the finale. looks the best of any. Like it, it, I mean, it's the one episode. You know how you pause like those an- some of the whatsoever. old animated Disney movies and you come up with like the greatest memes of all time. Yes. Yeah. You couldn't do that with this one. Like you could pause it and it'd be like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. There's like only a few scenes where you're like, where you pause it and it's like. Ugh. Yeah, I'd like, say the I can't even think of that one that storyline has a little bit. Just some of the costuming yeah. and lighting isn't up to script, but yeah, most of it's pretty great. One other thing that I was gonna say about the finale. Oh yes, I like the way that we opened much better. We have a cold open with a stranger, and then we cut to after a big reveal. We cut to credits, opening credits, and then we start. I like that a lot because I think it's. To start with a title crawl, it, it works for Star Wars and it works for other things in Marvel. But I really love the... I would love to see more like that where we have a cold open and then we have the opening credits and then we get into the show because it, it's really... You really get your blood pumping for it. So, Yeah. I do think that it... I think it works for some of the episodes. Yeah. I think that it like... I think that it's an art thing. It's like a judgment call on their part. I think that they didn't yeah. just didn't want us to get accustomed to like we always get a cold open and then move into a title crawl and then we move into the show. Yeah. I think that they're like we use this in extreme cases where <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. So, I can I can respect that at least. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, real quick, cuz we're running out of time. Uh season 2, you looking forward to it? What's your thoughts on that? And then favorite episode and then we'll close out. Okay, favorite episode, just real fast, episode three. Okay. Um, because of the Khazad Doom storyline, like, wait, that's my favorite scene. Is we don't have three. We don't think three has Khazad Doom, does it? Yeah, it doesn't. It's just um. Which one was it? Was it four? So yeah, four or has two. the scene you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. And at the end of four, white. Oh no! White what fall. three and three and four were the one that I watched in the same day, so uh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> um, because uh, <clears throat> usually I watch them on Thursday nights, but. Um, uh, anyways, episode four, because it has my favorite scene and uh, it was just overall. Yeah. I'd say I don't four know. As that well. was kind of my favorite. It just kind of like, it started four moving has us no in a direction. 
Spores, no Harfoots, yes. which is when the Harfoots no were really Harfoots annoying. at all. We had Cause of Doom. We had Numenor. We had the Southlands. Like, we had three real, the best three lines all clicking in high gear. And then the White Leaves fell at the end. So I think I agree. Episode 4 is pretty good. Episode 4 was, was my favorite out of the season. Although I will say, towards the end, I didn't hate the Harfoots as much because no, they kind of, well. like... I think that they finally realized after, <laughs> I feel like as they were writing the story, they got to those final episodes and they're like, well, I don't really know what to do with the storyline anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like, I guess we better start doing stuff with it. <laughs> We've run out of time, guys. Yeah, we run out of time just so. having them do nothing. So, yep. Yeah. Anyways, that's my favorite episode. Episode four. Okay. Um, uh, Season two. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be decent and entertaining and worth eight hours of my time. Yep. I think I'm looking, if forward, they to plan- I'm looking forward to Numenor mostly, though, as well. Yeah. I think that I want some progression with the rings and for them to um, redeem themselves. Yep. For cramming the creation of the rings into, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. If it was even that, it might have been 20. Well, the actual creation, you know, only took, like, the Ten. last couple of minutes, yeah. But I'd say 20, 30 is what Anyways. the actual storyline was. Yeah, the actual, like, build-up for it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, uh, I want them to redeem themselves from that. The possibility of them, the likelihood of them doing that is probably, like, I don't know, 70, 30. Yeah, we'll see. Likely. Not really likely, though. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, I think that we finally kicked into kicked into gear. I think it's going to be interesting enough to keep me engaged, yeah, and not have me fall asleep like I almost did on episode one. Yes. Um, just because we have we have things to do, guys. <laughs> yep. Five seasons to get through a couple hundred years of history. Yep. I agree. Looking forward to actually. That that's here's one thing I hope they do well with season two. We have a couple hundred years that's going to ha- pass. Yep. If they keep everyone... They can't keep everyone alive. Like, they have to. They're going to have to it's sacrifice. It's not going to be a time jump. And if they don't, sac- if they don't sacrifice, I'm going to be mad. Well, thing is I'm going to legitimately go Because Elendil and Isildur are alive as well as Farazhan and Muriel. So we have the big Numenor I know, that's... mortal people alive already. So we can't jump ahead more than 50 years over the course of the series these people they tied their hands behind their back yeah well we would have done it differently for sure um i guess any final thoughts i'm gonna go ahead and start with final thoughts i think that um the criticism has been mostly unwarranted i would say obviously i'm not gonna label i think amazon labeling labeling people as bigots and racists because they don't like the show is stupid just because you don't like the show doesn't mean you're a bigot or racist obviously and amazon is just trying to do whatever they can i guess but at the same time i think that i really do think that for the most part these people have tried to adapt tolkien in a way that they think tolkien would like tolkien obviously wouldn't love this show um for other reasons but i think they try to do a a good job in making a good faith adaptation of the source material i think they made some mistakes with galadriel but overall it was fairly entertaining it's got interesting storylines cause of doom was great and i'm looking forward to season two so that's my final thoughts on the season. For you, Tanner? Um, yeah. 
Enjoyed the Khazad Doom storyline by far the high. Gladriel, ignorable for the most part. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we didn't talk about this. All the actors are great. Gladriel is a good actor. She has a good actor. Morpha Clark, I guess, is her name. Um, she's doing a fine job despite the source material that has been given to her. So, I'm yeah, glad. That I guess she's the reason I give this like a, the reason I give this like a low seven uh-huh, yeah. is just because like, I give it a low seven, like. 7.2, 7.5, something like okay. that. I'm giving it like a 6.75, like, a 7, things like that, something like that. Yeah, but the reason I give it like the low 7 is just because like all everything is decent enough for me to for me to ignore the the parts that stuff. are like yeah, actually I agree. terrible. I agree. Yeah. It's I'm willing to give it some stuff for sure. All right, well, that about sums it up. I think we're not going to shout out our patrons because it's technically a bonus episode, but we do love our patrons. Go to patreon.com forward slash booking it. Get access to me and Tanner's entire reviews of the season of Rings of Power, as well as a lot of other bonus episodes, a dozen or so bonus episodes that we've done. Cool co- cool content. You get a shout out on a normal episode of the show. And guys, looks looks like we've given you almost two hours. No, no, not two hours. We've given you like an hour and 45 minutes of Lord of the Rings content on a single day. Because me and Isaiah have like a 40-something minute episode on Return of the King out as well. So you guys are welcome for that. But me and Tanner will be back next week, hopefully with Isaiah. Nope. Wait. Um, uh, We're doing something wicked this way comes next week. I don't know who's going to be on that, but it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. I haven't read it yet, personally. So I don't know when I'll have time. (laughs) All right, better get on that then. We'll see. Anyway, that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully. We'll be jumping back into Green Ember as well, and Emma after that. So we got a lot of stuff lined up. This was really fun. Hope you guys no enjoyed it. No way Isaiah it. wheedles out of Emma. By I the know way. he's trying to get out Hold of it, and we're 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 gonna get him. We're gonna, we're gonna make him read Emma for sure, eventually. So that'll be fun. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this patron app for everybody, and we'll see you next time. Tanner, you gonna say it? Keep on booking it. <laughs>